Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. This show is not like any other show out there. We tell the truth. No one controls what we say, and we're on a mission to expose what is going on in government on both sides of the aisle and in between. You can go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of the show, and thanks for listening in. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. My blood work with my doctor is the best it's ever been, all my numbers. And this is the only supplement I take now. Whatever I'm doing, he said, keep it up. We're landlords, and I have about three people moving in, and it's been very strenuous, but I have the energy to do it, thanks to, uh, you know, balance of nature. My blood work has been getting better and better every six months, and I have no explanation for it other than uh, I'm taking a balance of nature. All the numbers are always changing for the better, every blood test. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Call or go online now and become a preferred customer, which gives you our best pricing and free shipping. And we'll take off an additional $25 on your first order. This will be a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hey, Mama, it's me. City men are wait, child. They've been a long time running. Hey, Mama, answer me. Baby boy, I better sit down. Can't listen when the sun's out. Hi there, welcome back. That's the funniest band, like the Night Sweats. <laughs> it's literally called the Night Sweats. <laughs> hey, Mama. Anyway, well, <laughs> welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. I'm glad you're. Uh, I'm glad you're joining us on a Friday, and you're welcome to call up eight 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 six seven three fourteen fifty. I have a feeling that the rest of this hour will probably go in a different direction, but I do. I do want to be good on my word and and say that I do want to. I, do, I want to give you two paragraphs. Can I read this? This is from Fagan's speech. And oh, Fagan awesome. was Fagan was just so cool. Anyway, he identified so much of the uh, natural origins of, of the Illuminati and how they work that I always think it's beneficial for any of you to, to, to listen and to understand what he's trying to say. Um, and so here, here you go on communism, because I have a feeling we're going to be talking about feminism, too, because this is a, a huge interest for me to talk about that, because most women won't, and most men, men are afraid to. They're and the biggest feminists to. are also communists. Yes. Imagine that. Thank you. Amen. Okay, so in the early 1850s, the Illuminati had a, had a secret meeting in New York, and it was addressed by the British Illuminist named Wright. And those in attendance were told that the Illuminati was organizing at the time to unite the nihilist and the atheist groups with all the other subversive groups into an international group to be known as the communists. And that was when the word communist first came into being, and it was intended to be the supreme weapon and scare, uh, scare word to terrify the whole world and then drive the terrorized peoples into Illuminati, sort of a one-world scheme, because then you're all fighting communism, okay? So the scheme, communism, was to be used to enable uh, the Illuminati to foment wars and revolutions. You know... How do you get, and I'll go back to feminism for just a second. How do you get women to get to a point where they embrace feminism and its values 
and shed family and shed their role into being women. How do you get women to do that unless you foment something that makes them do that? You can't, right? It's kind of like you were talking about the food, the food supply. How do you get people to give to government in lieu of a program that feeds people if you don't have any starving people in your country because capitalism is booming? And I'm talking about the 1950s. We were booming. And what did the government do? In the 60s then created this, this whole problem, faux problem that we had in not being able to feed people. Okay? Whole thing was fomented, right? Um, yeah. And so there was, there's always a catalyst or a reason because if the problem doesn't exist— you have to create a problem. so Which is easy to do. It, it is easy. It's easier than you think. So If you're in charge yeah. of the media and the government. Exactly. So Clinton Roosevelt, a direct ancestor of Franklin Roosevelt, Horace Greeley, Charles Dana, foremost newspaper publishers at the time, were appointed to head a committee to raise funds for the new venture called communism. And of course, most of the funds were provided by the Rothschilds. And then this fund was used to finance Karl Marx and Engels when they wrote Das, uh, das Kapital the, and the uh, Communist Manifesto in Soho, England. That all came about because of this. So they had to have some kind of book. They had to have something where they could say, see, this leader did this book, even though he didn't. Okay, this was actually written for him. And so, um, and that doesn't excuse the leader. Okay, so let me just make sure that gets out. <laughs> I'm not excusing the leader. What I'm saying is he was he was gangbusters to go along with it is what I'm saying. But it wasn't it wasn't organic like you think it's so organic. And so what Fagan said was, um, you know, the funds were provided by the Rothschilds. This fund was used to finance Karl Marx. And I have to put Karl Marx in, you know, print the, you know, in little quotations, right, in angles. But a secret, uh, because uh, when they wrote, uh, when they wrote this and they wrote the Communist Manifesto, that clearly revealed that communism was a not, a, a, not a so-called ideology as much as it was a secret weapon to serve the purpose of the Illuminati. And so Weishaupt, he died in 1930, but prior to his death, he prepared a sort of revised version of the age-old conspiracy, the Illuminati, which under various aliases was to organize, finance, direct, and control. See the well-laid plans? All international organizations and groups by working their agents into executive positions at the top. So in the United States, we had Woodrow Wilson, Franklin Roosevelt. We had Jack Kennedy because Jack Kennedy, as much as I love him for exposing the CIA and for exposing the, some of those secret combinations, he actually went along with some of the things they did. And yeah, so he was a social liberal. He was. Johnson, Rusk, McNamara, Fulbright as prime examples, the Illuminati and the Council of Foreign Relations. And so so th this is what these groups wanted. And uh, he in addition, while Karl Marx was writing on the Communist Manifesto under the direction of this group of Illuminists, Professor Karl Ritter of Frankfurt University was writing the ant antithesis uh, under direction of another group. And so the idea was that those that direct the overall consp that that conspiracy could use the differences in so-called two so-called ideologies to enable them to divide larger and larger groups of the human race into opposing camps. Sound familiar? Party party dwellers? So that the they could be armed and then brainwashed into fighting and destroying each other. And particularly to destroy all political and religious institutions along the way, which is what we've seen over the last 100 years of these groups, this very group, being in charge and being able, not being in charge, but having the bigger voice because the media is bought and sold. And so they become a big voice by way of microphone. 
Well, and, and, and this tells you that whether you accept Illuminati or, or Rothschilds, all this stuff, just look at today's political climate. If yep. any politician or leader comes to you and the basis of their arguments and philosophy is life is unfair and I'm mm-hmm. going to make it fair, that's where this division comes within society. And those who have money, the globalist leaders, they pay mm-hmm. the the revolutionists, the communists. They're the they're the ones who bankroll the yeah. brutes that are Marxists. Yes. And so, as long as you have money, you can, you can make the Marxists do whatever you want. In fact, in the Naked Communist, Skelzen talked about how sometimes the the rush the Soviet groups or the socialist groups get recalcitrant, meaning mm-hmm. they get out of control and they have wars. But fundamentally, war and revolution takes a lot of money and it takes a lot of power. And so basically your Marxists are always on, on mm-hmm. like the like you mentioned, the five levels of Antifa. It's the top two or three levels that actually get paid to do this right. stuff, where it's the youth with the passion to wear the masks. They're just and <laughs> and they the fight. Issue. Yeah. yeah, so they yeah. just take advantage mm-hmm. of people and they say, look, the rich are rich. It's unfair. Or in feminism, which probably mm-hmm. had some good roots originally, life's unfair. Men and women aren't equal. We need to do yep. something. So that's why I said in, in the last hour is if I was going to lead people astray, I would take their language and their beliefs, and this is unfair, mm-hmm. and I would lead them slowly along. And yeah. maybe in the initial phases of like feminism, there would be some good yeah. gains. Women yeah. could vote. Um, yeah. Fine. But as things have come along now, there's no difference between men and women anymore. Yeah, that's so true. In fact, so I true. read. In fact, I read something today that they're putting tampon dispensers in men's bathrooms, or yeah, yeah. men's bathrooms for men who identify as oh, women. <laughs> but but they identify as women, but they're still using the men's bathrooms. Yeah. So they it's just like, like to have them in their man purse. I so guess, you just yeah. say anybody anything that's unfair in life. Yeah. We'll you can come in and take advantage of the illusion. people who who have that belief. Yeah, and that will appease you somehow, somehow, some way. I'm going to make appeased. it fair. Yeah, it's, thanks, it's, Hitler. It's the truth. I, so much of this was done by illusion, was done by um, theater, and that's what I think is a hard concept for a lot of people. When communism came on board, see, what do you do when you don't have warring countries? When countries aren't at each other's throat and don't want to kill each other, you create a war. You create it. What if? What do you do when when families are just fine and families are actually more strengthened than ever, and you have more kids being born in a baby boom? What do you do? You foment something that causes discord, that causes something to happen to tear apart the family, and so so much of what we what we understand was um, thought of, created, organized, and then set forth as an organic something or other. And same with communism. And communism right now is it's been the big fight, right? It's oh, been a I huge know what fight, you do. Divider, yeah. Well, yes, you create a government welfare program, which the state will replace the man eventually. Yeah. And then you have populations where ninety percent of the kids are born out of wedlock, so the of course the women are dependent on the state because the welfare of the state right replaced on. the men. You're right on the money. Right on the money. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. <laughs> Yeah, just going to add to what you're saying. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, this collectivization process always requires a victim, mm-hmm. and there, it's a con game. Uh, remember the uh, carpetbaggers after the Civil War? Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, 
went to the blacks and they said, we're going to give you a mill and 40 acres and, and you'll, you'll vote for us. That, you know, yeah. That's a line from Gone with the Wind. Mm-hmm. And, and so when they voted for them, they tr- surrendered their power. And that's what this is all about. A con game to hand your freedoms, your rights over to the state. And that's what communism is, uh, total ownership and control of uh, the means of production, all capital, all, all people. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's a core at this is they are talked into, they're conned into saying mm-hmm. uh, you've been victimized. Uh, but Marx, it was uh, class exploitation. And then race exploitation came along and feminism, uh, sex exploitation. Mm-hmm. And then so you believe you've been victimized, so we need you to take care of us. But to take care of us, you have to hand our, your liberties, your rights over to us. Yeah. That's, that's the con. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. Absolutely. 100%. And you're right on the money uh, as well, Thomas, in saying that welfare state replaces the man. Well, yeah, because you don't it, need the man does, to produce. It does, and and so they get the desired outcome eventually. And so this is what I want to say to all of you is that I know men are very afraid. When, when somebody meets me and they hear that I'm in politics, okay, and I've had this happen numerous times, and it's kind of funny, it's kind of comical. I have to share this with you. But uh, So they, they immediately say to me, or they side with the feminists, thinking that I'm outspoken, I'm on the radio, and I must be into women empowerment. That's the women empowerment movement that's in control of everything or everybody and likes it that way. And so they immediately put it out there because they're afraid. And this is how good men are. Okay, let me just tell you how good men are. Men are so, they're, 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 from my experience, they're so respectful that they're willing to actually, they're actually willing to side with that so that they don't offend me. How nice is that? I think that's really sweet, actually. And then I immediately go into, but I am not for the feminist movement. It's torn families apart. It has not, uh, this movement is so destructive. It is so utterly destructive that we are in the, um, we are in the thought process of actually annihilating men to nothingness. And I feel bad for men. I'm a, a respecter of men because I'm a respecter of both. I'm a respecter of women and men and our various different roles. And I want you to know that, that that's how, that's where I'm coming from because I believe when you make your husband a sandwich it's not servitude it's just love and that i feel like even using that example i feel like we are uh we are women that are trained to just love the power or love the empowerment part of that and it's not honest and the sandwich and will probably all, taste better no, yeah and the sandwich yeah <laughs> and then all of a sudden all of a sudden men relax and they go oh my gosh thank you for saying that well <laughs> i don't really I, I didn't really like the feminist movement i just was trying to try to you know and they actually will admit it and and it happens every time. I'm not kidding. Men are afraid. And I hope, please don't be afraid because there's so many women that feel the way I do and we respect and love you and understand you. Well, this is the irony. The feminists are on the Marxist side, mm-hmm. but they're anti-freedom for women, if you think about they it. Are. You, you they cannot, are. You cannot, Kate, you can't say that men are better at this than women. Yep. You will get fired. You will get doxxed. Uh-huh. But it's like, no, these things are self-evident. So you either ha- are a true feminist, mm-hmm. maybe you should say I'm a true feminist. I want women to be free. <laughs> like a true liberal when a true liberal meant what it used to mean. I, way back, exactly. Way back. I yeah. don't want women to live in in a state dominated <laughs> slavery hellhole where they're yeah. beholden to the st- married to the state. Yeah. I want them to be free. I'm a yeah. true feminist. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, nice. those feminists. There's something else, aren't they? We're taking feminism back. I know. I'll be right back on the Kate Daly Show. 
Thank you for listening to The Kate Daly Show. You can go to The Kate Daly Show on Facebook, The Kate Daly Show on Twitter. Happy to see you there. And also message me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kate at katedalyradio.com. Go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of our live show.